Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Do you remember Dante's Peak? I do not. That's because you're young. That was, I think, that was 96. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, hot AF. Yeah. Oh, and so it was like, this we, is like right before Bond. Right. And so this was like, so there was a lot of controversy because like this movie came out and then like the Tommy Lee Jones volcano came out. So they were both about volcanoes like within the same year and everyone was like, what? It's like when two people show up to prom in the same dress, everyone's like, how dare the other person? LMAO, because it was yeah. such a different time where right. that mattered then. <laughs> That's wild because now there's like three Thors in a year. Yeah. Listeners, this is Jessica Williams. And it's me, Phoebe Robinson. And you're listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studios. We've got a new show for you, recorded live at Mother Freakin' Union Hall. You guys, it is so good, I would not lie to you. Like, you're literally going to shit your pants. Phoebe is like honest, Abe. Like, she would never tell a lie. Yeah, I did. And about this one in particular, you're going to dookie yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what she clearly said. First up... Dulce Sloan, who is, oh my gosh, she is literally heaven mm. on a piece of toast. Mm-hmm. Like avocado toast, then, is what you mean. Yeah, she's like avocado toast, but like black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then we have Ahmed Barucha, just a funny delight, like a nice little donut hole. Oh. Like, like a Krispy Kreme donut hole. And Jamie Lee, who's my white best friend. She doesn't know that. Yeah, the tables have turned. And we have Lindy fucking West, y'all, doing a reading from her book. Shrill. Buy that shit right now. Plus, we troll for peen in Williamsburg. Yeah, we. Me and Phoebe. And I saw a pretty woman. And that movie is beyond problematic. Anyway, I hope you guys are ready for some Pretty Woman 101 because Phoebe is about to school y'all starting now. We are in here tonight. Yeah, you guys are a hot crowd. Clap it up for yourselves for coming out. Hot crowd. Clap it up for yourselves for being so sexy. Welcome to Two Dope Queens live from Union Hall. Brought to you by WNYC Studios. How are you doing, Jess? I'm good. I feel like I've been seeing you a lot this week. I know. We, we, we hung out twice this weekend, yeah, yeah. which is great. This weekend was pretty fun. It was super fun. Um, so to start off the weekend, I went to, to BAM to see uh, Pretty Woman. They were airing it for like a, they were showing it for like a retrospective on like romance and, and film. And that movie is so trifling, yeah, you guys. It's it like is, does not hold wild. up at all. Like... Because I saw yeah. when I was, like, 16, I was like, oh, my God, Richard Gere. That's like... I want somebody to fuck me on a piano. Right. But also, though, but for real, though, like, that's kind of tight. That he No, like, that's, like, the one tight part. Right. He, like, props up on the piano is, and goes down on her. I'm like, yeah. fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Like, that. But he is no... That's, like, what I imagine Alicia Keys' lifestyle is. <laughs> Swiss Beats is like... Oh, mm. but not with Swiss Beats. No. I mean, that's her boo. I know, I know. but his face. I know. <laughs> Um, sometimes love finds a way. That's true. That's, sometimes love works overtime, it does. which is great. Um, so <laughs> the, the, Swiss Beats is like our number one fan. I know. He's, he's like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> Nobody ever talks about me like this. <laughs> but yeah, the, so the piano sex was like yeah. the best part of the movie. Did it still like get you horny? Like, yeah, I was like, tight. hey, Richard, like, what up, dude? Um, but there were so many like just ignorant parts. Like, one of my, my favorite slash, like, most detested parts in the movie is, like, when they, are, like, when they get back to his hotel the first night, and he's like, uh, how much for the, first, for the whole night? Uh-huh. And she's like, you can't afford me. And I was like, ew. And he was like, he was like no, try me. And she's like, $300. Uh, uh, uh. Like... 
I know this movie was like, I understand like inflation, but this movie was like, this movie was like 1990. Like people like understand that like $300 is like not that much money. And I feel like it's not like this was set in like There Will Be Blood where you're yeah. like, oh shit, that's a lot of fucking money. That's 15 houses. Right. But like in 19, like 1990, like the Chicago Bulls is like a successful team. Like I, they're like, well, I don't know. You though, know what I mean? Like, the movies used to be like 375 in 1990, which right. was kind of tight. <laughs> but like 300 for the whole night. But also though, that is stupid in the plot because Richard Gere obviously can afford right. 300 right. Yeah, like like his penthouse suite costs more than that per night. Yeah, like, like what do you mean? Yeah. So but she. Yeah. Also, since I'm like remembering the movie, it he has no redeeming qualities. No, he's a total. He's fucking terrible. He's a total d bag. Like, total d bag. Yeah. He's always like, stop fidgeting and smile. I'm like, like ew. Who's this? <laughs> this is problematic. Yeah, that's so um, and it, then there's like uh, George Costanza like, dry, yeah, like yeah he's like try like he like tries to like rape her right yeah so yeah. she like so like thankfully that does not happen she's like, like George right she's like get out of here George <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, like, Richard comes in, he, like, beats him up and, like, throws him out. And, like, she grabs her stuff and she's, like, leaving. He's like, huh, why are you leaving? It's like, did really? you not see what just happened? Yeah, that was attempted. There was a lot of... Yeah. The movie, fuck it's, it. I hate yeah. that. I hate mm-hmm. it so much, but also, like... Julia Roberts is dope, though. She's amazing. Like, she's body, pretty iconic in yeah, that movie. It's, like, her best role yeah. besides, like, Aaron well, Brockovich. Like, uh, in terms of, like, what? the icon nature of it. Like, you didn't love Mystic Pizza? <laughs> No. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Starring Richard Gere. <laughs> Here's the he thing. He fucks her on the piano, oddly enough, in that film. He doesn't. No. Mystic Pizza is actually legitimately good, but aren't the girls or are Runaway like, Bride. Runaway, Runaway Bride. Is I watched Richard that Gere. last night. What are you doing? I, I felt... Look. Look. But uh, so I fell into a Richard Gere rabbit hole, which is how I ended up watching Runaway Bride at So what else? What else? Anything else or? Uh, I did some googling. He is sixty six. Still looks great. Oh wow! His wow. girlfriend is only thirty two. Of course, uh, of course. I dude. know. Give but me then I was a GD also like, break. I still have a shot. So yeah, there was. I'm you trifling. You don't want too. any piece. I'm of trifling. That. So that's. I'm still. You don't want any piece of that. Oh, did you see him in Chicago? Great of course movie. I did. He could, he could like barely sing. It was. Cute. I know, but it wasn't like. Russell Crowe barely saying right that was embarrassing wasn't that crazy that was so so many people said yes to <laughs> Russell Crowe for Les Mis to happen <laughs> dude I just want to like not audition for like fried chicken commercials and like 20 people said yes to him to like not sing yeah. well that's crazy it's crazy yeah um, but yeah we had fun this weekend because we went out to we went to Union Pool we had a lot of rosé that night that was nice it was so fun yeah um, it was it was packed to the gills. We met like some young dudes, which was pretty crazy. Yeah, they were uh, like tw- 22, 23, 23. Yeah, twenty three. They might as well have been fucking nineteen. Right, for all I they were twenty three. It doesn't start. The, the conversation doesn't start until they're twenty five. Right. And they they go to West Point, and they're very very adorable. They were. They're very sweet. And uh, I made an N-word joke for some reason. You're going aggro really fast. Like two minutes in. Been I don't, a while I'm, since you dated. I'm rusty. Been a while since I'm you rusty dated. with the dating. Been a I'm while. Super. Been a while since you dated. I just was like, LOL, this is my HBO special. Yep. It's like, nah. And those three. Not those, the right place. No. Nope. Not the right place. And those place. three tiny white dudes really. <laughs> <laughs> However, we did get invited to like a party that started at 3 a.m. and continued until 12 p.m. And it was just like, yeah. Do you know that I'm 26 yeah. years old? I was like, I'm 31. My eggs are dying. This like, is not why? happening. So, why? Like, how are we gonna function like that? There's no way I could. Could do you that. imagine being there at 4:30 in the no. morning, making inward jokes and getting no laughs? <laughs> Dude, I would just straight up just channel like every like old black lady who ever marched ever. I would just be so weary the whole time. And be Wait in the water. <laughs> who wants a shot? 
You come here often? Wait. <laughs> sick, sick, sick. I just got out of a relationship. I got a box of vibrators at home. In the water. <laughs> Yeah, I really I want you to that. come with me on dates and just do that. I'll just do that like, in the back. That would be so fun. My dream is to follow people around and just sing. Like, I love doing impressions of people singing. Uh, you're really good at it. You have a good voice. Just, I have, like, a good imitation voice. Your Cisco is probably no one could touch your Cisco. No. I mean, I, thought, I think about him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to think about Cisco. I'm doing the dirty work. <laughs> His Instagram's hilarious. He's on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Cisco's oh. got to promote, I don't know, his vodka. <laughs> Everybody's got a vodka. Yeah. Bow Wow's got a vodka. He does? Yeah, he's trying to make it work. Oh. Everybody's trying to be. <laughs> CSI Cyber just got canceled. <laughs> yeah, we should make a Two Dope Queens vodka. That would be kind of sick. It wouldn't, like... It, we gotta do a rosé. Yeah, let's do a rosé. We're, we're we rosé girls. We gotta do a rosé yeah. all day. That'd yeah. be pretty funny, like a limited... We just take it off of like we take <laughs> something off. else and put a sticker on it. Yeah, there. like we take like skinny girl and just yeah. put two dope queens on it. it? <laughs> like barefoot wine, just the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. That'd be great. Like, it's pretty funny. Like April Fool's, like LOL, yeah. mm -hmm. but like mm -hmm. we're the only ones laughing. Like yeah. I like that. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> Sometimes you laugh like nobody else is laughing with right. you. That's, that's how you should live. Uh, what did you get into this weekend? This weekend I hung out with you and um, I went to a concert last night, which was kind of cool. Ooh. Um, I went to go see, uh, for Valentine's Day, Bay got, us, got me tickets to like our favorite, one of our favorite bands from high school. And Aww. we went to go see them last night at the What's Bowery the Ball. They're called Wolf Parade and they are like these... Yeah, they're freaking amazing. And so they did their first show in a really long time last night at the Bowery Ballroom. Whoa. It was cool because, you know, sometimes we, like, go and we just yell, yes. Right. So I just kept being like, yes, Wolf Parade, yes. <laughs> just cutting across the room. And I didn't realize I was that loud. And I was like, oh, shoot, I should probably cool it a little bit. <laughs> and this, there was, like, two white guys in front of me. And they were like, no, dude, we love it. And then they just went, yes. <laughs> Oh my so then God. I was like, nah, dude, Yas is dead. Whoa, dude. Yas Whoa. is dead, y'all. That's crazy. I was yassing up a storm at Union Pool when I was dancing. Because yeah. uh, remember we met that guy, Landon, who listens to our podcast? I would never remember. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. But I wouldn't. As soon as you say Landon, my brain goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember you, Landon, because he, he taught me yes, queen, yes, YQY. So I say that. I was Ooh, the whole night. I was like, yes, queen, yes. Like but does he say YQY? Yeah, he'd be like, YQY. And I was saying that the whole night, and no guys talked to me. Yeah, like, like, why? Like, I was like, YQY, like, work, 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 YQY. So let me get this straight. Your whole night was like, sup, inward, YQY. <laughs> Dude, I was in a relationship for four yeah, years. Yeah, Times have changed. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, definitely. I'm like Julia Robertson, pretty woman, $300 for a whole night. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I love it. Thank I love you. it. That's um, I'm, we're living our best lives. I say you look very boobular tonight. Boobular? Yeah, I can don't see you say clean. that. You You're know, clean I'm trying to great. figure out how to I use love these. It. I'm trying to figure out how to work with these I boobies, mean, just, you guys. And look like, at this bounce. I always cover it. Is Great that a bounce. lot of bounce? That was a good bounce, yeah. I didn't have boobs for like a lot. I got really tall really quickly. And then, and when then did you get boobs? I was like 12. And I remember being upset because my older sister and my cousin would tease me. And they were like, what's up, mosquito bites? Like, just bullshit. Aww. And then I would cry and be like, God, why, why, why do you hate me? Why don't I have boobs? And God was like, I'm about to fuck your shit up. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's... I so, got them right on the way, coming with your period and heavy cramps. Well, that's <laughs> that's funny because I would say the same thing at night, like God, please give me boobs, and be like, new phone, who this? And I never. <laughs> I was like, you know who I am. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, we just ran out of our last pair. Sorry. They're on back orders. Ooh. We gave the last one to this crying girl <laughs> in Los Angeles. 
All right, you guys are a hot crowd. You guys ready for more shows? Uh, our, our next comic that we're bringing up, she's in town from L.A. Uh, she recently performed at Montreal's uh, Just for Laughs. She's a new face. She's blowing up all over the place. Please give it up for Dulce Slaw! Hey, y'all. Y'all can see I got all the titties that Jessica and Phoebe were supposed to get. <laughs> They're mine. You can't fucking have them. This is, I'm wearing an F and this bra was $100 fucking dollars. So that's why I'm wearing a lace fucking shirt. That and white men love titties. Hello. This bra is leopard print so these white men know I'm on the prowl. Um, I was really worried about coming to New York because I didn't know how you Yankee white women. Um, I'm originally from Georgia. That's why I fucking call you that. Um, yes. Um, it won't die. I won't let it. No. Um, no, I was worried because I grew up in Atlanta and lived in L.A. And it's just you white women won't stop putting your hand in afros. Um, I don't know if it's a teachable skill. Y'all just, you won't. Because the thing is, y'all aren't, you don't stay on the perimeter of the afro when you do it. Like, you don't want to keep it Christian. Like, you're not. You want to take your whole hand and go straight to the scalp. And shake it back and forth. And then you exit the afro with this jellyfish action. While you're looking at your friend going, Lauren, it's so soft. It's like a poodle. It's so soft. Poodle, really? Not rubbing my fingers through your blonde hair going, ooh, it's like a golden retriever. I have a lot of gay men as friends because I like going to brunch. And... Uh, they invented it. Somebody's got to let me in this place. They charge admission. So, sitting at brunch, enjoying my bottomless mimosa because I'm a fucking lady. And just sitting there out of nowhere, boom, gay man's hand on the left titty, squeezing, looking me in the eye. I'm like, excuse me. It's like, oh, no, girl, it's all right. I'm gay. That's why you can't do it. Because no one puts a key in a Lamborghini, starts the car, and gets out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I can't figure out if gay men are being black women or if black women are being gay men. It's like holding two mirrors up to each other. You just get infinite halls of attitude. <laughs> yes, work. Yes, slay. Yes, queen. Yes, bitch. I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, I've been a woman my whole life, and thank you. And I realize I don't understand feminism. Apparently, you see what I'm saying? Sister in the back, she don't get the shit either. Listen, I understood the civil rights movement. I get it. You wouldn't let us have shit, do shit, or go anywhere. And we were like, stop it. And then we did shit to make you fucking stop. Like, you know, get shot and kill. You know, you've read a book, but this femi Like, what do you white women want? Only thing that I can get is that y'all want equal pay for equal work. I don't want to work. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to work? I want to be a trophy wife. 
I want to kick immigrants off my yacht because they brought me the wrong wine. I said Riesling, ocean. And then I got another dude to fish him out the water. Now I'm creating jobs. And any of you white girls that want to track me down at the end of this and explain feminism to me, don't. <laughs> Unless you got a Jewish brother who wants to piss off your dad, then I'll pay a fucking attention. Because <laughs> one of the only reasons I was glad to be up in this New York place was I was trying to get me one of these fine Jewish menses. <laughs> Every one of you motherfuckers who cheered has a girlfriend. I will kill all of y'all. <laughs> Don't sell me hope, I will punch you in the throat. Don't do it. Cause I'm not sure why I wanna get one. Maybe it's cause I love the Lord, or thank you, people who have heard of Christianity. Or I just wanna know what happens when an Afro and a Jufro meet. You know, a beautiful head of hair that will exfoliate me as I give birth. Yeah, man, I want to change things up. I want to get me a white dude. Because um, they're everywhere. Uh, the math should be with me. I should be able to ride through any suburb with my arm out the window. I want to call it Brandon, Todd, Eugene, Chris, somebody. It's supposed to be on the other end. But I realized I had to change my tactics, you know. Because white dudes are real jittery like deer and rabbits and squirrels. <laughs> you know, so you gotta come up on them real slow. <laughs> white men love titties. You know, gotta be downwind, don't wanna spook them. Working on my white man mating call is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I gotta know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I need to come up with some type of like wily coyote white man trap. <laughs> like take a box and disguise it like a microbrewery. You know, dropping a couple bottles of a double IPA. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I hear white boys order at the bar all the time and they say it's real happy and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thank you, that's my time. <laughs> We got some hot guests coming up, so don't go away. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long, and I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done, and that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to keep it moving. Um, our next comic is very funny. You may have just seen him on Conan. Please give it up for Ahmed Barucha! 
Thank you guys. Keep it going for Phoebe and Jessica. Let them hear it. That's noise. Good to be here. Recently outside of my house, I had a bunch of crows. 20, 30 crows all in one tree, just cawing nonstop for about two days straight. Just like, just day and night, nonstop, just tall 20, 30 crows shaking the tree. Just, so finally I called animal control and I was like, hey, what the hell is going on with these birds? And they said, it's baby crow season. They're calling at the baby crows until they learn to fly, and that can last up to five days. And I was like, what? That's the crow flight training program? That's how you teach you the gift of flight? Just fly, 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 For five days. And it works. Five days, they were gone. Try it at home on your kids. <laughs> Just learn how to fly out of spite. All right, get, fuck you. Get off my back. <laughs> Taking it too far with cows. Kill them, we eat them, we wear them. That's on par with most animals. But with cows, we also eat veal, which are their children. Then we drink their milk. Doesn't sound as bad, but it's the milk intended for their children we ate. <laughs> we eat their babies, and then we eat their babies' food <laughs> with cookies. <laughs> just dunk of cookies in there. Oh, just a midnight snack. <laughs> But then, on top of all of that, we take pictures of our missing children. <laughs> and put it on their milk. <laughs> hey, sorry for killing your kid. Haven't seen my kid, though, have you? Really worried about my kid. Your kid's dead, ate him, washed him down with his own food. I basically grew up in your typical all-American household. You know, my mother's an Irish Catholic woman. My father's a Pakistani Muslim. Um, baseball, apple pie, glob jamun, things like that. My dad's very protective. He'll do anything for his children. Like, he spoils us, especially my little sister. She's the baby. They have this really unhealthy relationship where he just does anything for her, but then gets mad at her. Like, recently she was driving her car in Massachusetts, a state over from where my parents live in Rhode Island, her car starts breaking down. Her first instinct is just to call my dad and go, Dad, my car's breaking down. It's in Massachusetts. I go to go to work. Can you go get it? And he just goes, okay, just does it, right? Does it. Drives all the way to Massachusetts. He gets there, and the door's locked. Right? She forgot to leave the door open. He has a temper. He calls her at work. She has to get pinged at work. It's embarrassing. It's like, Monica, your dad's online one. He's like, what are you doing? Let the car get in the car. Why you let the car? He's like, I didn't let the car. You let the car get in. He hangs the phone, calls his tow truck buddy because he just has weird friends everywhere. Because he's a dad. (laughs) Who's that guy? Don't worry about that guy. (laughs) The guy comes, unlocks the door. When the door opens, a waft of pot smoke billows out of the car. He's Muslim. He doesn't even drink. He looks down. There's a bong laying on the driver's seat. It's like a bong. Like, what are you, a cartoon character? Like, who's smoking a bong and driving? How high are you trying to get? It's like, get a joint. Be responsible. Have a hand free. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> so my dad calls my mom. He's like, she's a pothead. I knew it. She's a pothead. My mom calls my sister. It's like, boom. Monica, your mom's in line one. She's like, what are you doing? Dad's going crazy. He's like, what are we talking about? She hangs up the phone. My dad tows the car all the way back to Rhode Island. He looks at the car and he realizes that's not her car. <laughs> Just towed some stranger's car. <laughs> towed some pothead's car. And it wasn't even on the side of the road. It was in their driveway. <laughs> he just took a car out of a driveway. Like, yeah, I'm just going to leave my car in a driveway in Massachusetts. This poor pothead just comes out of their house, and they're just like, oh, shit. Where did I just go on an adventure looking for their car? Thought I had a car. Did I have a car? And then my mom started freaking out. This is a federal offense. 
you took a car over state line. So she made my dad call the cops. And he was like, hello, I'd like to report a car theft. It was me. I stole the car. I'm sorry. I'm bringing it back. And then he just put it back in the driveway and left. It's like, this poor pothead just comes back from their adventure and they're just like, the driveway. I should have checked the driveway. It's always the last place you look. My uncle on my Pakistani side isn't like hearing bad things about Pakistan, so isn't like hearing a lot of things. And I went to his house, and at his house, he only has Pakistani Indian TV, which if you haven't seen, it's like 24-hour music videos. But like every Indian music video is the same exact music video. It's all a guy chasing a girl, but there's a pillar in the way. <laughs> He's like, can't get around the pillar. <laughs> The pillar is like the number one form of birth control in India. It's not working too well. There's a lot of them. There's a break in the music videos. On comes the news. News starts talking about a Pakistani terrorist. My uncle's like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. You see these guys that start Pakistani? They're actually Indians pretending to be Pakistani. And I'm like, how would you know that? And he said, because they're uncircumcised. I said, how would you know that? He said, because after they blow themselves up, they find the bodies uncircumcised. So my uncle thinks after terrorist blows himself up and the buildings around him and the dust settles, <laughs> laying in the dirt, is just an unscathed, uncircumcised penis. <laughs> and then there's a huge government cover. We can get these dicks out of here. The president's coming. <laughs> Whose job is that? <laughs> oh. My mom's Catholic. My dad's Muslim, which makes me neither. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens with that. I don't know what I am. I'm not sure. You know? And I don't think I'm an atheist. Not because I don't think there could be nothing, but because I don't like the attitude that comes with being an atheist. You know? like, I feel like in life, we're all just walking on this tightrope off of a skyscraper into just fog. And no one can see beyond the fog. and Everyone keeps falling off the tightrope. Like, all your grandparents fell off the tightrope. <laughs> kid in high school fell off the tightrope and, and you just don't want to fall off the tightrope and someone's like hey don't worry about it I heard when you fall there's a net down there and it catches you and it feels really nice and you're like oh okay that's good and then atheists are like there's no net there's no net and you're like hey stop shaking the rope like, it's just jagged rocks and we all die and it hurts and you're like oh shut up <laughs> Like, why? You think there's a net? It's like, no, there's probably not a net. Maybe like a pillow or even more fog would be okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, just let people think there's a net. Like, the problem isn't thinking there's a net. The problem is when you're like, I think the net hates gay people. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Then maybe there's not a net. I don't know. <laughs> My net says if I push you off, there'll be hot girls in the net to have sex with me. Like, Your net's a pervert. That's weird. Like a weird pimp net or something. <laughs> I feel like God had kids too early. That was the problem, you know? Should have waited. It's clearly like a baby God when he made Earth, you know? First few million years, he was just obsessed with dinosaurs. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is a T-Rex. He's like, oh, this one has a long neck. He needs leaves. Then he hit puberty, and he was like, fuck dinosaurs. I hate dinosaurs. I never like dinosaurs. I'll be in my room listening to music. Ice Age. <laughs> then he had Adam and Eve. He was clearly like a teenage god, right? He didn't take on any responsibility. He was just like, uh, listen, guys, just stay right here and don't touch my stuff. And he just left. <laughs> he comes back to touch his stuff, and he's like, what the fuck? I said, don't touch the stuff. He kicks him out. He's like, one strike, you're out. Go live with your mom, right? Starts having more kids, gets more controlling, laying down more rules. Don't go over here. Don't go over there. Don't stick your dick in this guy's butt. <laughs> then he gets obsessive. He's like, tell your friends about me. Tell your friends about dad. Tell them to come to dad's house. Tell them I'm a fun dad. I'm the only dad. Now she only have one dad. <laughs> then he just drowns everybody. <laughs> it's the number one worst thing you do as a parent. That's how you get on the news for being a bad parent. 
Then he just tries to make up for it by giving us a rainbow. Hey, sorry for murdering everyone. Here's a bunch of colors you can't touch. Are we even? <laughs> then he has his favorite kid. Not supposed to have favorite kids. Not healthy for the children, right? Jesus comes down to earth, doesn't get along with everyone as most favorite kids don't, right? He's like, hey, I'm God's son. They're like, aren't we all God's children? He goes, I'm God's real son. <laughs> you guys are adopted. <laughs> That's not true. What are you talking about? He goes, God says you're not doing it right. God do better. God do this. God do that. God be like me. They're like, well, who the hell do you think you are? And he's like, I'm also God. And they're like, no. His number one rule is the only one God. And he's like, well, I'm God too. So then they murdered him according to God's own rules. And then God comes back and he's like, what the fuck? And then he never talked to us again. <laughs> hey, guys, my great. Thank you very much. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long, and I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done, and that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. already too long and too weird. <laughs> Do you think it's not going to catch on? I don't think you're going to make it happen. When you guys happen. start saying YQY? You don't have to. <laughs> you know, this seems like the room was pretty, pretty split, which yeah, I'm happy that about. Yeah, that was tough. If everybody said yeah, I would have been like, y'all some kiss asses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is like a... Did I tell you guys about this? <laughs> Do you guys remember? Can somebody answer us? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? I just got really, got really excited. I had a conversation yeah. with you guys in my head and it was yeah, great. Yeah, like a whole group, like a sea of people. Okay. But uh, so I was on Mesh.com for at the behest of my mom. <laughs> and so I, uh, I I hit it off with this this gentleman uh-huh. and um he lived in uh Philly. And so Okay. Right. No, but he's like a, he's like a, I think he's like a teacher, if I can remember correctly. It's been five or six years. All right. So he's a teach. And so we like hit it off pretty well. Uh-huh. And uh, so we've been like emailing back and forth and like talking on the phone. It was like, soup's cute. Uh-huh. It was like, it was like you got mail, but there's like no like bookstore at stake. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like it was really yeah. cute. And. So he was like, oh, I'm going to come to New York so we can, like, go out on a date, like, in real life, uh-huh. which is, like, really cute, right? Uh-huh. So I meet him, and uh, he's, like, adorable. Like, so we go out to dinner, and dinner was fine. We, like, hang out. We get, like, dessert. We go on, uh-huh. like, a long walk around the city. It's, like, soups roman- romantic. And then um, we go back. <laughs> so stupid. Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So we go back to, to my crib, and we're, like, watching. I'm like, hey, should we, like, watch a movie? Um, so we, like, watch, like, Wedding Crashers. Uh, great. That's a great date movie. That's such a great date yeah, movie. Yeah. It's so fun. Love Women are happy. The guys are happy. We're right. happy. Yeah. It's, like, r- there's, like, gross out humor. Anyway, it was great. And so then uh, we finish the movie, and then we, like, start, like, fooling around. And uh, so then we have we have sex, and... Uh, after sex is over, just like hanging out, just yeah. like chilling, like, whew, this just happened. Yeah. Soup's cool. Uh-huh. And then he goes, he goes, you know, and I was like, I don't know. What is it? Whatever you know you're about it. to say, I have no idea what you're about to say. And he goes, you know, there are some exercises you could do to tone up your thighs. And you know when you get like dissed like so hard, you like just like float out of your body. You're like, oh, like a cathartic experience. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. That's not happening to me. Like a Sims worldview of your life, right? Yeah, 
I'm like, LOL, that sucks for that bitch. It's like, yeah. it was really me. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <clears throat> and it was like, it was like, so he said that. I didn't say anything. So I think he felt like green light, great. So then he gets out of bed and he starts like demonstrating exercises I was doing. I swear to God, he had a head, like a sweatband on. I don't know where he got the sweatband. Sweating to the oldies. It was just like... Sometimes douches just make headbands magically appear. Right. Like, you just got laid. Like, no yeah. matter what, you fucking bow down and say thank you. Worship you know this. what I mean? Yeah, worship this pussy. Right? Yeah. Crazy. That was fucked up. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't have a, a good time dating because you're in Williamsburg and it was Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible. I, like, it was weird when we went out to... um Union Pool because I had like flashbacks like because I, I used to live in Williamsburg and used to go out to a lot of the bars in that area and like there was one time like a few years ago where my best friend Sally and I were out and we were at this bar called The Woods and it's like ugh, very Williamsburg like there's never a good story that comes out of there but um, <laughs> anyway uh, we were there and there was this freaking guy and he was a creep he was a freaking asshole like somebody who would tell you to work on your thighs after sex and um we were she was like getting a little bit too close to him and she was like double fisting we were the theme was that we were going to double fist our drinks that night cute and <laughs> you know it was like a theme we like lean into themes and drinking too much was a theme and um <laughs> so i'm like watching her talk to this dude and um this dude's like all over it and it's super weird and then Maybe 20 minutes later, I just see her sort of like stumbling because the bar had like closed. And the guy's like, hey, I can take her home. Do you want me to take her home? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I can take her home. I was like, fuck off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then we're like walking back because she lived on like North 9th and I lived on North 11th. We're walking back and I have to like carry her and I'm like walking with her bike. So I'm like doing double duty. And um, we get to her, like, she lives in, like, a, she lived in, like, a loft at the time. And there was, like, one of those freight elevators that opened pretty crazy. Ooh, like Fatal Attraction? Very sexy. Yeah. Super It was hot. just like that. It was so just hot. like that. It was just like that. Um, and uh, she is trying to touch, like, trying to figure out how to move the freight. It's, like, hipster, so it's more complicated than it needs to be. Right. <laughs> and she's trying to figure it out. And I was, like, out of my way. So I pull this big door, and there's a massive door. I grab the handle, and I pull down as hard as I could on the handle of this elevator. And then a second gate comes, and it closes on my arm. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I look, and my arm is just squirting out blood at this point. I was like, oh, that don't look good. Um, (laughs) And so I'm still trying to take care care of her because I have, like, this hero complex right. I'm like don't I, I'm like I'm not gonna tell her that I'm bleeding yeah let's go so then I like take her and then we walk to my um, apartment on North 11th yeah and then I get there and I walk up to him I'm like you know what I probably shouldn't try and go to bed let me ask my doorman if something's if this looks bad right so I go to my door I'm like hey man does this look bad and he was like oh shit <laughs> I was like do you think I need to go to the hospital he's like yeah are you fucking insane <laughs> Um, so we called the ambulance and then there was this lady and it was, it was like 4.30 in the morning. So this lady was on when she was in the back of the ambulance and she was like, just looking at me, like nobody strapped me in. There was no like proper procedure, like in yeah. ER, like I, I was not important at right. that moment. <laughs> um, and she was like, Ooh, and I was like, huh? She was like, I like your braids, girl. <laughs> not the right time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right um, she, she was like, where'd you get done? I was like in Harlem like fucking get me to a hospital yeah. um, and then they sent me to like the worst hospital and it was just oh. a nightmare it was a nightmare it's crazy but I broke my arm <gasps> and they were like you have to get surgery immediately <gasps> because the bone was coming through my skin what? yeah dude <laughs> I'm a survivor um, oh gee that's but crazy but it was crazy and my friend got roofied she totally got roofied. But it's fucking Whoa. crazy because 
if you get roofied, like if you go to the doctor the next day, there's not shit that they can do about it. And so that dude's just out and about. <gasps> He's just like around. Whoa. And, and there's no way you can prove it. Fuck. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's ins- fuck the patriarchy, Right? Dude. Like, fuck dudes. Yeah, fuck dudes. I just fucking kidding. hate just dudes. Just kidding. Like, every dude that's in here. It's great. You're you great. Are- Thank you for supporting yeah. public radio and podcasting. Yeah. Totes preach, but... That that's like why that's why I wanted to fucking stab that dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can't ever be single again because you're too. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I don't have it in me. Yeah, I think you're too. I don't think I have you're it. You're too in intense. Me. Yeah, you can't no do way. It. I'll be like, what the fuck did you say? And then you'll be like, what'd you say? N word. <laughs> um, are you guys ready for more show? I am so excited for uh, our next act. Uh, she is one of my best friends in life. I've known her for so long. Uh, she's been on Conan. She's been on Comedy Central. She's been on The Late Late Show with James Corden. And she is a writer on Pete Holmes' new HBO show. Please give it up for Jamie All right. Hey, guys. How are you? Um, I just had a quick question. Wait, is the guy who did the made you do the squats or was teaching you how to do squats? Is that the same guy who had like the hand problem? Yes, it was. OK, wait, you left out a crucial <laughs> detail. This guy, <laughs> this fucking guy. I can't. How do you not mention the best part? Is it because it doesn't feel PC? It just feels it's like so appropriate to mention. <laughs> okay, you mention it. Okay, so this fucking guy. <laughs> you guys had you had sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have sex postcoital. He starts giving you like CrossFit advice. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, he doesn't have a fully formed hand. He's on oh, one one hand. He's missing like I think two fingers. That's a I... lot. There's only five. <laughs> He's missing most fingers. <laughs> and this guy's judging your fucking appearance. Not on my watch, shocker. Leave her the fuck alone. I love you so much. Oh my God. How could you not tell them? When she told me that, I'm like, I'm sorry. How, How much of his hand is gone? Yeah. You see, you know, eight, eight out of 10 is good. Right? No, it's not like a box of crayons and they're like, oh, they forgot like cornflower blue and peach. It's like, <laughs> no, you need the others because otherwise it's not complete. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm out of here. I, I love accept you. everyone. I'm just saying you can't be that guy and, and that guy. Anyways, how are you guys? It's so good to be here. Give it up for Phoebe and Jessica. This is so much fun. I'm loving this show so hard. Um... I uh, I just got married. Uh, that happened two weeks ago. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's it should be a smattering. It's not that. Um, it's not really that impressive, to be honest. A lot of people do it, but um, I uh, I don't know. It's I'm in this weird place where like I I'm excited about marriage, but I'm also like you know I'm a little afraid of marriage because like I'm afraid of divorce. You know, it's like what if we never get one? <laughs> you know, I'm just like nervous. <laughs> I'm like, it's taking you so long to die, but uh, it's like stressful. Um, no, he's a great guy. Um, he uh, he got me a really nice ring, which is, you know, important. Um, it is. I wish I wasn't that person, but I am, so strap in. Um, I uh, He got me a really nice ring. Someone told me it was blinding recently, and I was like, oh, that's not enough. You know, I want it to be, like, blinding, deafening. I want it to elicit a real Helen Keller reaction. I'm not going to lie. When you see my ring, I want you to be like, water. I'll be like, thanks. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's like my level of jappiness. Um, it's pretty bad. I uh, I do. I love my husband. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, we. What else happened? Oh, we. So we got married. We also got a dog. It's been like an interesting year. We got a dog. We didn't just get a dog. We got like the dog. Um, he's literally the cutest thing I've ever seen. He's a chocolate labradoodle uh, named Dennis. Uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. If you don't know what a labradoodle looks like, he's basically just like a 70s bush with eyes, just like <laughs> hair and vision, just like ready to go. Um, it's really cute. It's only awkward when he is like sitting in my lap at the dog park, you know, because it's like it's been a long winter, you know. <laughs> 
Um, I actually, I, I've never had a dog growing up, so it's kind of this new phenomenon. I'm like walking him around and we'll get like stopped on the street. Like someone literally, I was walking him down the street and this, this kind of, I mean, it's just true. He was like a, a homeless drug addict. That's just a fact. I'm not insulting. Um, he stumbled into our path and uh, he was like, whoa, beautiful dog. And I was like, relax, I'm engaged. Um, <laughs> and then I swear to God, he goes, God, I don't know who's more beautiful, the dog or you? And I was like, uh, hopefully fucking me, sir. Jesus Christ. Ouch. You know? Ouch. In what world is that a compliment? You're like, God, I don't know who's hotter, the girl or the dog. It's like such a landslide for you. You're like, oh, I don't know. Um, that'll never be a compliment because dog beauty and human beauty are measured very differently. Um, like a dog can be a complete mutant and it just makes them even cuter like they can have the smushed face and like a wonky eye jutting out into space and be like and we're just like oh i just want to squeeze it you know it doesn't work that way with a human being you've never seen a busted looking man and been like Ooh, what are you he's like thyroid disorder you're like ah I just want to push your eyes back in your head. He's like, please don't. That would hurt so much. You're like, I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> not quite. Um, I am a, I'm an only child, and it's actually like kind of a sad story. Um, my mom and dad, um, my, well, my mom, she actually couldn't have any more kids after she gave birth to me because her body just like stopped uh, being fucked by my dad. And um, <laughs> she's like, it's biology. What are you going to do? But um, no, they have, a really, they have a really active sex life, you guys. Um, they don't 69, but they do 11. Um, that's two separate twin beds that they sleep in. And it's very erotic. Uh, things are really good with them. But uh, <laughs> thank you. Um... Before I uh, came to New York City, I was uh, I d did some shows in Portland, Oregon. Has anyone been there? It's a good place. It's a great place. I love Portland, Oregon. Um, it's very progressive. I do think when you're already, I consider myself a liberal person. So sometimes when I'm in Portland, it's just it's like it's almost like redundant. Like I already feel the way you feel. So the political correctness is just like very much shoved in my face, and I'm like I'm already with you. Like it's you're, I get I'm you know preaching the choir. So I was staying at this like. Yup, this hotel that I was at, sorry, the hotel that I was at was next door to this like yuppie, hippie children's clothing store. And in the window, they were selling these like baby bibs with politically correct slogans on them. And one of the bibs in the window just said, uh, I heart my les aunt. On a baby bib. I heart my les. I'm like, can't we just safely assume that all babies heart all aunts? Like there's no discriminating baby out there lying on its back like my aunt's pretty cool she picks me up and feeds me what a poon hound Jesus Christ take it down a notch Ellen that's the only lesbian the baby knows because it's a baby that's such a weighty statement to slap on a child's chest like they would have to understand so many things to know what they're representing they would have to know what a family is first of all uh, homophobia homosexual screen printing you know it's a whole whirlwind <laughs> It's a lot. Another bib in the window just said, uh, I heart my gay daddy. And I agree, less funny. But I just want to meet the guy who buys that baby bib and gives it as a gift to his child while simultaneously coming out to his wife in the most passive-aggressive way <laughs> imaginable. He's like, here you go. And she's like, wait, what? And then he just rollerblades away. Just like stereotype on wheels. Um... You guys have been so much fun. Thank you so much. And uh, what a great show. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Jamie Lee, everybody. Are you guys ready for your final act of the evening? That sounds good. That was perfect because our, our last person, I have been a huge fan of hers for years. I've been reading her writing all over the internet and she's on the show tonight uh, her but her first book just came out this week called Shrill yeah <gasps> that's right I'm talking about Lindy, Lindy West, West! 
How's it going? Okay. So I'm actually going to read to you from my new book. Uh, this is a chapter. So a lot of the book is about um, me uh, learning how to talk <laughs> in front of people or even just to other people because when I was a small child I would just only talk to the floor or my mom's leg and then like this would have been like wor- like my version of prison or whatever torture um, but then somehow it became my job so that's kind of what the book's about where I'm like what How, why did I do that to myself um, and so this chapter is called Uh, I tried to break down the steps of how I got uh, less and less shy over the years. This chapter is called How to Stop Being Shy in 18 Easy Steps. I'm going to read you a truncated version. I think there's only – I'm only going to read you like seven of the steps because you got to buy the book to find out the other steps. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So once in the first grade, I peed my pants in class because I was too scared to ask the teacher if I could go to the bathroom first grade. Uh, When the class bully noticed the puddle between my feet, I pointed at a water pitcher on the other side of the room and whispered that it had spilled. (laughs) Just in one small, discreet pool under my chair and also on my sock, and also the pitcher was filled with urine for some reason. (laughs) Public schools, am I right? And just a few decades later, here I am, the Ethel Merman of online fart disclosure, So I now get yelled at and made fun of for a living, my two greatest fears rendered toothless and even better monetized. And women ask me, how did you find your voice? How can I find mine? Step one, shoplift one bean. I was four years old, following my mother around the grocery store. She stopped near the bulk dry goods and I stuck my hand deep into a bin of beans. I thought the beans were cute, white with black freckles, like maybe you could plant one and grow a Dalmatian. And there were so many of them, one wouldn't be missed. When we got home, I showed my mother my prize, and to my surprise, she was mad at me. It's just one bean, I said. It's not stealing. What if everyone who went to the grocery store took just one bean? How many beans would the grocery store have left? This was an incomplete story problem. (laughs) How many beans were in the bin? How many people go to the grocery store? How often do they restock the beans? I was going to need some more information. Instead, she jumped straight to the answer. Zero more beans. If everyone took just one bean, beans would go extinct, and I would tell my grandchildren about the time I ate a Crunchwrap Supreme like it was a fucking urban legend. Oh my God, I realized. My mother was going to make me return the bean. We drove, drove, wasted fossil fuels. We fight wars for those. We drove back to the store. The teenager mopping the meat section looked up at us. Can I help you? My daughter has something she'd like to tell you. I proffered my Dalmatian egg, rigid with terror and barely audible. I took this. I'm sorry. Oh, uh... (laughs) He said, glancing at what was unmistakably just some fucking bean... It's okay. It's not a big deal. No, my mom corrected. She needs to learn. I don't know what would constitute adequate compensation for being forcibly dragged into a small child's object lesson about accountability and theft while you were just trying to finish your blood mopping so you could make it to Amber's house party later, but $4.25 an hour was not it. He played along anyway. Oh, thanks. Thanks for being honest. Don't do it again. I won't. I whispered, and I never did. Um, Then I'm skipping a bunch of steps. Uh, Let's see, step step six, uh, watch train spotting with your parents in middle school. (laughs) Contrary to all of your body's survival instincts, this is not, in fact, fatal. Step seven, read high fantasy on the school bus. Oh, you think you're a badass for leaving the book jacket on Half-Blood Prince? Oh, you think it makes you a total nerd because you're trying to get through a Clash of Kings before the next season of Game of Thrones comes out? Try reading Robert Jordan on the bus in 1997 with your bass clarinet case wedged between your legs while wearing a Microsoft Bob promotional t-shirt your dad brought home from work. Then try losing your virginity. (laughs) Step 10, neglect to tell the heavy metal doofus you lose your virginity to that it's your first time and then bleed all over his bed. And then I really said this to him later. I was like, okay, but (laughs) 
having your bed anointed with virgin's blood is like the most metal thing ever, right? (laughs) Didn't like it. He did not like it. Okay, step 11. Ignore several weeks of voicemails from your landlord. (laughs) This was back when you had to actually physically call a phone number and type in a code to retrieve your own voicemails, which means I literally never did it. Too bad I missed the heads up that my landlord would be touring my apartment with two appraisers from the insurance company just as I stepped out of the shower fully nude and singing Just Around the Riverbend from the soundtrack of Disney's Pocahontas. You're welcome for the boners, insurance appraisers. (laughs) Step 12, have sex that is not silent and still. This one's still hard for me to read out loud. Okay. On November 17th, 2010, I received this email from my handsome gay apartment manager. Hi, Lindy. Sorry to have to be the bearer of this type of complaint, but it is what it is. And we're both adults. I have had complaints from tenants regarding sex noise coming from your apartment really late at night. The complaints are about the complaints are about creaking and vocalizations late at night, parentheses 3 a.m. Thanks. Jeff Clapsaddle. That was his name. Greatest name of all time. I wasn't gonna say it because it's going on the podcast, but it's just such a great name. Okay, whatever. Um, step 13, tip over a picnic table while eating a Domino's personal pan pizza in the press area of a music festival. Um, a little gust of wind picked up and blew my Domino's napkin off the picnic table and onto the ground. No big deal. I leaned over nonchalantly to pick it up. Gotta have a napkin. Can't be a fat lady eating pizza with red pig grease all over my face. Unfortunately, due to my intense preoccupation with not drawing attention to myself while eating a Domino's personal pepperoni pan pizza in public at a music festival while fat, I misjudged the flimsy plastic picnic table center of gravity. When I leaned over to grab the napkin, the table leaned over too. I fell in the dirt. The pizza fell on top of me. The Diet Pepsi tipped over and glugged out all over my dress. The table fell on top of the Pepsi, on top of the pizza, on top of me. The napkin fluttered away. Everyone looked at me. The music journalist looked at me. The band Yacht looked at me. In an attempt at damage control, I yelled, I'm really drunk, so it's okay. Which wasn't even true. But apparently it's better to be drunk at 10 in the morning than it is to be a human being who weighs something. Step 18. Admit that you lied earlier about how old you were when you peed your pants in class. I said it was first grade. It was third grade. It was third grade. Okay, fine. And that's the only advice I can offer. Um, Each time something like this happens, take a breath and ask yourself honestly, am I dead? Did, did I die? Am I dead? Is the world different? Has my soul splintered into a thousand shards and scattered to the four winds? And I think you'll find in nearly every case that you are fine. Life rolls on. No one cares. Very few things apart from death and crime have real irreversible stakes. And when something with real stakes happens, humiliation is the least of your worries. You gather yourself up and you pick the pepperoni out of your hair and you live, little soldier. You go live. Thank you. <laughs> just heard Lindy West, Jamie Lee, Ahmed Barucha, and Dulce Sloan. We've got a hot new show next week, so to tide you over in the meantime, join us on the Twatterazzi. <laughs> I mean, Twitterazzi, sorry. Also, have you pre-ordered Phoebe's new book yet? With a forward by, um, yours truly? Well, you gotta get on that. It's called You Can't Touch My Hair and Other Things I Still Have to Explain. And it is great. Okay, it's amazing. And it's available for pre-order everywhere books are sold. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff. Our team includes Rachel Neal, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, Casey Means, Alex Overington, Joe Plourd, and Shinoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Okay, wait, we just want to take a moment to give an extra special thanks to Union Hall. This was our last show there. We're going to move over to the Bell House. But Union Hall, 
We love you and thank you so, so, so much. But I think people are willing to sometimes suspend belief. Yeah. Like I'm watching Lost with my boyfriend right now, yeah. with Blaine, and he is not willing to suspend any sort of disbelief. <laughs> so we're having a really hard oh, time right no. now. But like, but doesn't he do that with other shows? Like, I'm the cook. Breaking Bad is obviously like not real life. Right I'm the man who killed Gus Fring. Bullshit. You can't say things about Breaking Bad to white dudes. You know that, right? That are like yeah. bad. I love bre- Breaking Bad. I, I mean, know you love it, but I'm saying don't ever say anything like that disrespectful <laughs> in a public forum about the show Breaking Bad. You're goddamn right. Like, yeah. that is like a bro trigger. That's a trigger. Sorry, trigger warning for yeah. bros. <laughs> 